Greetings. Welcome to the Money Script Podcast. I'm your host, Johanse Harrison, financial advisor and financial literacy educator. In each episode, you'll hear incredible interviews and get tips and strategies that you can implement into your daily life to help you improve your money script and grow your wealth. Thank you for taking some time with me today. Let's get into this episode of the Money Script. Thank you so much for taking the time, Angelica, for joining the Money Script Podcast. I, I know we've been talking about this since I've started. Uh, as a matter of fact, you yeah. are also one of the individuals on my list of folks that when I said, yeah, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, you're like, yeah, do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I was like, I know. We, we just yeah. met, but all right, sure, if you say so. <laughs> so I appreciate it. it. It was that energy that got me here, and I appreciate it. And you promised that you take the time to, to come and share with us. So, um, so with no further ado, please introduce yourself to everyone and, uh, and, and we'll dive in. Perfect. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you decided to go ahead and listen to me and do the podcast. As you know, I'm the boss. I'm just kidding. Um, so hello, everybody. My name is Angelica Ventrice. I am the founder of the Fit for Life Transformation Program and Angelica Ventrice Health Coaching. So I help women heal their guts, heal their minds and transform their bodies without a restriction. So that is what I'm all about. Without Nobody has time for diet BS. No, I I don't even like the word. Mm-hmm. Yep, me either. It's bad connotation. It so. drives yep. me nuts. It dry, and, and just because it has the word die in it, that's that's the, that's why I don't like it. Just because of yeah, that. I know. Exactly. And so. you always wait for diets to end. I so I made some diet changes myself recently. So I I don't know if I ever told you this. I um I was born and raised a vegetarian. I did not know that. I have a, I have a few vegetarian and vegans in my program. Yeah. So I, I was not even introduced to, I didn't have meat for the first time until I was 18 years old. So yeah. Wow. Uh, and still to this day, I've never been to, I've never had an In-N-Out burger, never had a McDonald's burger. Me neither. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That's I good. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't really love, I don't really love um, beef. So for me, it's, okay. yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. I'm more like a pescatarian. Got Do it. you fish? I do eat fish. So yeah, I've, I've, I've developed a, a palate over the years. So yes, no, I, I eat fish, I eat shrimp. Uh, I enjoy crab, love crab. It's amazing. Um, you know, but it's one of those things you only have every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. I, every now and then I may have, uh, well, I haven't in a long time. I'll have steak or something like that, but it never, it never really sits with me. Right. If me you know either. what I mean. What yeah. blood type are you? I don't remember, but it's written down. Oh, Okay, so it, uh, a blood type has some stuff to do with that. So if you're A positive, it could be that steak. For me, at least I'm A positive, and I read that book, and it said I'm not really supposed to eat steak or chicken, and steak and chicken actually don't sit well with me. So it's interesting. It's not like, I don't think it's 100% accurate, but it's interesting to kind of find out that that's what that book said, and I'm steak definitely, I like the flavor, but like feels like a rock sitting in me. Yes. After I eat it. So it's just I like, have, no. now I have to go check my blood type. I knew my blood type when my son was born, <laughs> Now you're curious. But Sorry. I haven't had to reference <laughs> it since then. And since then I've had to deal with other people's blood types. So I, I don't recall my own. I have to look that up. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So, you know, in, in financial planning, we spend a, a lot of time helping clients figure out how to have enough money to live the rest of their life their life, uh, the, the, whatever life experiences and lifestyle that they want. And often one of the, the biggest obstacles to having that lifestyle is the cost of healthcare. 
I mean, healthcare can easily add up to 30 to 40% of someone's expenses once they're over 70 years old. And a lot of it has a, has a lot to do with how they're taking care of themselves up until that point. So totally. I'm just curious. I mean, tell me about um, just, just, just t- tell me more about how you help people take better care of their health. I mean, especially now with, with, with um, everyone's, you know, been locked inside for so long and trying to <laughs> yep. learn how to exercise at home and gyms are closed. I mean, it's been tough for me. The gyms are closed. I haven't been to a gym in a month and a half or no, in three months. I haven't been to the gym since March. Three months. Three months. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Um, so basically yeah. most diseases you're speaking about healthcare, unfortunately, most diseases are preventable. And what a lot of people don't realize is they, they take the words for doctors and there's nothing wrong with Western medicine. It has its place, right? It has its place for emergencies, for surgeries and things of that nature. But too many people will go to the doctor if they have like, let's just use, let's use gut health. Okay. I'm really big into gut health. Use acid reflux. Okay. And they're like, man, I have acid reflux. So or they'll go to the pharmacy and they'll get like a Nexium or a Prilosec. And then they, they go to a GI doctor and the GI doctor's like, let me put you on a prescription medication. And all these prescriptions cost a lot of money. And it adds up over time. Right. And maybe the symptoms go away for a little bit, but then we go back in a circle because they come back. Right. It's, it's always like a quick fix. Does that make sense? So what happens is people end up spending a lot of money and they never get to the root cause of what's going on. I actually talked about this the other day in one of my Facebook posts. Uh, it's, are you an advocate of your own health? You know, are you, you don't just want to take what the doctors say for face value. You really kind of want to do a little research or work with like a holistic health professional or a health coach and really dive into what's the root cause of all your symptoms. Because a lot of things that are going on can simply be healed by healing your gut. Let's take sinus infections. People will go and get antibiotics or they'll, they'll take all these different pills to try to help them with their sinus infections. But at the end of the day, if you clear up your gut and you clear up the candida in your gut, which is a fungal overgrowth, you get rid of your sinus infections. You get rid of your allergies. You get rid of all these things that you're spending money on, right? So it's like when I tell my son, because I, I had some allergy issues. It was tough growing up vegetarian. It was really tough, mm-hmm. uh, especially in high school when, you know, a, at that point, I had to be responsible for making my own lunch. And of course, I'm an irresponsible teenager because it was just <laughs> right. easier just to have $2.50 and buy a slice of cheese pizza from, <clears throat> from Domino's um, at school mm-hmm. every day. And the more I did that, the more problems I had with my sinuses and allergies because I was, in a sense, lactose intolerant, but not to the point where I would have, you know, the bubble guts and all that stuff. Not anaphylactic. Exactly. It just came to me in a different way. And when I learned Mm -hmm. to, to not eat cheese every single day of the week, all of a sudden I didn't have as many allergy problems. Um, and I've been telling my, that's so common. Yeah. And I've been telling my son cause he's been dealing with the same thing. I'm like, Hey, we're related. It's what you eat. I was like, I don't know if it's for you. It's cheese. I don't know if it's processed food. I don't know if it's sugar. It's gluten, it's what, wheat, yeah. corn, soy. There's so many inflammatory things. Yeah. That's really what I teach in my program too. So it's not just, you know, counting calories. It's not calories in versus calories out. Our bodies are way too complex for that. It's actually what are the quality of the macronutrients that you're intaking. So let's just do a macronutrients are carbs, fats, and protein. So like an example would be, are you eating, if you're eating turkey meat, ground turkey meat, is it quality, organic, grass-fed, no hormones, right? Or is it just random, this turkey meat was on sale and you're eating that over and over? I mean, here and there, it's okay, but what they eat, we eat, right? What the fish swims and eats, we eat. So we do have to be really conscious about what we're putting in our bodies. And it's really, really important to pay attention to labels and things of that nature. 
Now, how did you get into this? Where where did you begin? Well, let me tell you. So um, over 10 years ago, I was 30 pounds overweight and I was doing medical sales. So I was your typical like on the go. I was doing well in my business, right? So from a business standpoint, I was making a lot of money. I was doing really well. Okay, hold on, hold on, time time out. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. Pause. Okay, wait a minute. So you all can't see her out there. We're actually on Zoom. So I'm looking at her (laughs) and I was stuck on the, I was 30 pounds overweight. So let's just pause for a moment. I'm sure that photo exists somewhere. Where can people see your transformation? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All over my social media. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's Ange, Angie underscore V fit for life. This V as in Victor, or you can just uh, follow me on Facebook, Angelica Ventries. And if you didn't get any of those, just Google Angelica Ventrice and she pops right up. Um, yeah. And my website is AngelicaVentrice.com. So you really can't, can't mess it up. V as in Victor, E-N-T-R-I-C-E. Yep. Okay. Got it. So, okay. I also just started Twitter. Um, I don't even know my Twitter name. I don't really go on Twitter. It'll so pop so up Instagram eventually. and Facebook, send me a DM if you have any questions and you'll see the photos of me. Um, and some people think it's deceiving. They're like, that doesn't look like 30 pounds overweight, but I'm only five, two and a half. So it's deceiving in the photos because I am, I actually am 30 pounds overweight there. So I was like 155 pounds in some of the comparison photos. So now I'm like 119, 120. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so, so you were, <laughs> you were the typical American making good money. Exactly. You know, on the go. On- so because I was going from doctor's office to doctor's office, I would stop at Starbucks. I would stop at Dunkin' Donuts. And it was just like, I was just on the go. You know what I mean? And one day I was like looking at myself in the mirror and I was like really unhappy, very disgusted with myself. And um, I knew I didn't know what I was doing for sure. So I would do cardio like all the women I meet. They're like, well, I just do I'm just doing cardio and my body hasn't changed because cardio is not the answer to fat loss. Um, so I finally hired a coach who helped me lose the weight. And through my journey with him, I felt super inspired to do that. I was like, this is what I want to do. I, it just was like an epiphany. It hit me. So I started studying personal training. I started studying fitness while I was still doing medical sales. Uh, then I had my full transformation and um, just decided to leave my medical sales job and move to California to start my uh, my personal training and nutrition business. And now I live in Maui and I have a full-time online um, health coaching business. So that's, that's where I came from. But it was through that journey of losing the 30 pounds that I, I realized if I could do it, that I could help other women achieve that. Cause I thought I was stuck. I was like, it's my genetics. My parents are fat. I have this syndrome. I have um, hypothyroid. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I have, I have like all the things. I was like, made you lots of excuses, you know? Wow. I was rational. I was rationalizing and I was having self-limiting beliefs and you know, I'm sure people can relate. Oh yeah. No, I, you, you were, I, I went through a similar journey. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. I think I was how many pounds over? Well, I lost 30 pounds. So I guess you could say I was 30 pounds overweight. And yeah, like I can't you. picture you like I have not seen any pictures of you. Oh like no, there, pictures don't exist of that time frame. They it don't. is hard to find. I know. I'll ask my mom. I'm like, can you send me more pictures from when I'm overweight? She's like, I literally only have these two. She's like, you did not like taking pictures. I, Same thing. I asked for some acne photos because I had severe acne and now my skin's really clear, as you can see. And she she couldn't find any. And I think it's because I hid. Right? I, you hid. You didn't want to take photos. I, I I know that's exactly what I did. I I know that I hid. I do. I'm like, I do. mom, I need them for my business. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I don't want people to think I'm lying, but you can, you can tell in the photos. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm curious, um, for, 
uh, clients that you are working with now, um, you know, in light of everything that that's that's been going on with the pandemic, with us, hopefully a lot more of us focusing more on health, but also being so restricted as to what we can do. Um, you know, like I said, with with gyms being closed and and things of that nature, how how, how has your business adjusted in these times to, to help uh, cope with that? It's exploded because this is why people realize that not being able to go to a gym, they have a loss of a sense of community. They have a loss of a plan. They don't know what to do. They can't go to their classes. And I build a customized workout program. And even before COVID, a lot of the clients I had worked out at home, they just didn't like the gym. And if some were severely overweight, they didn't feel comfortable going to the gym yet. Mm. So a lot of the women I had in my program, probably 80% did home workouts anyway. Um, I tracked a busy professional woman. That's who I really work with. So a lot of them just find it easier, quicker to work out in their homes. They have equipment there. But for other people who, you know, maybe were going to the gym, they're like, well, now I need something and they don't know how to build their own workout. So for me, that's where I come in. And also just having that sense of community, even though it's an online community, we offer the Fit for Life tribe, private Facebook community. Once you're in the program, you have that tribe and we have group calls on Zoom like this. So it's, it's a high level of community and accountability. Being stuck inside with COVID, um, people are kind of going crazy, right? I mean, unlike me, I, I've, we, I've always worked from home and doing online it's really no different for me but a lot of my clients they're not used to it so it's giving them tips on how to get more steps in how to stay on top of their nutrition make sure they're not snacking all day long little things like that but it really has shifted my business in a way because um for a good thing people just see that they they do need the help and um it's not just about going to a gym to to lose weight there there's more to it there's nutrition and mindset so it's i've actually done really really well in this time if, if we are ever on a call and the camera's not on, I'm pacing. Okay. That's that. No, I'm just telling you that's, that's, that's right. been my rule. I mean, yeah, I've been working for, from home for essentially five years, about five years ago, I went to 50, 50. And then two years ago, I went to about 90, 10. So 90% at home and only spend 10% of my time in my office, which has been closed lately because of the whole right. COVID thing. I yeah. just go get the mail. Um, but anytime the rule I've made for myself, anytime I'm on a call where the camera's not on, I'm not allowed to sit down. Yeah, I so, do the same. Yeah, unless I'm taking massive notes, um, sure. if it's a longer, a longer detail call. But even in the beginning, when I don't have to take notes, I'll still stand. I'll oh. always I'll stand because you know you burn more calories when you stand. Yes, so and I do have to stand up. Desk. Standing, yep. Yeah, That's... standing desk things like that. But yeah, I've been really fortunate. Um, I, I really. I think the main thing is just being really supportive to people. You know, you have to obviously change your messaging and change your program a little bit to accommodate people who don't have any equipment at home and who don't have, because they always went to a gym. So now what do they do? You know, so you build them really strong bodyweight workouts. You give them really tailored, solid nutrition programs. You know, you help them with their mindset because your mindset is what's going to get you through this whole thing. However long this goes on, you know, I've been telling people be prepared for two years. So, and fits and starts, but let's not make it entirely about COVID this episode. So I would like to, I, of course I have to ask because this is just what we do on this show. We always want to learn from people on how they became more aware of their own financial journey. And what I'm most interested in is learning about when you realized money existed, when you realized <laughs> money was a thing, um, how, how old were question. you and, 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 and what happened? And it doesn't have to be the first. It can just be maybe the most memorable. Yeah. So it's interesting because I, 
we never got allowance as kids for like, you know, so, oh, my parents get allowance if we like clean our bedroom and wash the dishes. We were just like expected to do that. Um, oh, you, didn't get you grew money. up next door to me. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and I noticed, I could notice like we would take nice vacations. So I knew, I thought like my parents would do well, but I didn't associate it with money. And then like, as soon as I could work, which was 13, cause I could be a camp counselor. Oh, I would, oh, actually babysitting maybe was the first time. So babysitting was the first way I started to earn money and then be a camp counselor. And when you're like a CIT, which is a counselor in training, I think you're like 13 or 14, you actually don't even get like uh, hourly pay. You just make tips. I believe it's really hard to remember now, but so that's when I became really aware of money. And I realized, okay, I got to work hard and be really nice to these kids so I can get good tips. So I, you know, make money for what I'm doing. Um, and then from there, as soon as I got a car, which was 16, my dad was like, okay, you're getting like, you can get another, like a real job. Like you can go to the mall. And so I sold sneakers and I was the first one out of my group of girlfriends to work. I was the first one out of my group of girlfriends to like own a car. Um, yeah. So, so you've been, you've been I hustling guess, like, for a long time is what I hear. I've been saying. hustling for a long time. And now I've made the mindset shift that I don't like to use the word hustle because okay. it could have like kind of a negative connotation. But yeah, and the younger I was hustling and even the first year building my online business and personal training business, I was hustling, but now it's just like intentional hard work, but mm. not hustling. You know what I mean? Got it. Okay. No, that is a, that is a different spin. I've been using the hustling term for a long time and yes, it, it can have a, negative connotation to it but I, I still feel it's it's the the hustle is what we do every day to stay in it we're not necessarily hustling clients right you gotta work smarter not yes. work harder necessarily. i think when people hear the word hustle they're like oh my god you're hustling so hard and yes some days it is like that and when you're on an entrepreneur for sure it is I, i'd be lying and you'd be lying oh this is easy breezy i mean i've cried a million times but it's more recently just some books i'm reading where i, I kind of was like okay maybe I don't want to say like yeah I'm a hustler because people call me they're like the people in my business coaching program damn you're a hustler and I'm like okay well I don't know if I like that word anymore yeah so just no, a recent no, kind I, of shift I I am I am shifting my mindset more of the machine mentality similar to a, a book that we both read uh recently mm-hmm. about just more about creating the machine um yes. and the systems so that so I less can, hustle, yeah, more less, machines, yes, more automated, yes. more systematization. Right. Yes. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So going back to your taking that that hustler's mentality that you had as a youngster and growing into this CEO mentality that you have today, um, how how do you feel that your health relates to your financial responsibilities how, how are those things intertwined where, where do you see health on when it comes to you know what you're willing to spend or even invest your money in how do you rank that health yes it's priceless i mean it's everything you got so you could be a millionaire or you could be making all the money in the world but if you don't have your health what do you have you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor what's the point if you're spending all that money on medical bills, what's the point? If you're walking around with joint pain and brain fog and gut issues, what's the point, right? Um, so for me, I would spend anything on health because the return on investment is endless. Mm-hmm. Once you invest in your health, everything else falls into place. You know, the energy that pours out of you, let's say you're a sales rep, right? Uh, so when I lost the weight, I'll use this as an example. And I mean, let's be real. In sales, people look at how you look. All right. So if you're a sales rep listening to this, be real with yourself. People are looking how you look. I work with a lot of real estate agents. And I, so I, I wasn't a real estate agent, but I was a medical sales rep. So what do you think? The doctors were looking at how I look. 
So when do you think I did better as a medical sales rep? When I was 30 pounds overweight or when I lost the weight came in, not that I was so ripped like a fitness model, but I lost the weight and my energy shifted, right? The energy that was coming out of me, the aura that I put out there, the interactions I have with the doctors, just like if you're a real estate agent, if you're overweight, the first thing someone sees, it's not the house, it's you. You're not taking care of yourself. Why should that person buy from you? Powerful words. Powerful words. Hey, you are just saying. (laughs) Full of truth bombs, always. Um, But yeah, so it really just, it pours out into other areas of your life and not just, you know, once your health is in order, it affects your business, it affects your intimacy, it affects how your kids view you. There's so many things. This is what I teach my clients. So yeah, you may be doing really well in your career now, but maybe you could be doing better. Maybe if you go through this health journey and shed that weight, you're going to shed something else. And maybe you decide you want to freaking switch careers. You know, once you get your health in order, everything else opens up in a different way. And I think with that, there's just a, a huge dose of confidence because believe exactly. me, when yeah. I was able to fit the suits that I had outgrown again, oh, I was ready to get in the meeting and do just about anything. I put me in front totally. of the crowd, whatever, whatever, impromptu right now. I'm ready to go. But when I was more camera shy, oh, no, I wasn't really excited to get up in front of a unless it was a crowd of my peers that, you know, <laughs> I've been right. there with them through it. But in front of new people, eh. Not so much. Totally. Not. Totally not agree. So yeah. The confidence shift and the energy is just your people don't realize that energy is everything. So you, I mean, you could be a fit person and have crappy energy and not make sales because you're fit. So energy is everything at the end of the day, but definitely shedding the weight and getting that confidence is going to take you to a new level. Indeed. For sure. Indeed. Well, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us really quick again for the people in case they missed it. What, are actually we asked two things one remind us again how to find you and two if you were to give one or two quick tips that someone could take action on this week to help get themselves in better health what would they be for sure drink more water because most people I speak to are not drinking enough water so at least 100 ounces a day yes buy yourself a hydro flask have it near you if you're one of those people like some of my clients are like, oh, I forgot to drink water. Set a freaking alarm in your phone to go off every hour so you take a sip. Eat more greens and then walk more. Many people are not even hitting 10,000 steps a day. And really the key to weight loss is nutrition and walking. I mean, yes, lifting weights equals fat loss. But if you're new starting on your journey and you're not doing enough movement, just getting the 10,000 steps a day in and tightening up your nutrition will make a huge difference. Difference. So get the 10,000 steps, eat more greens. Leafy greens are great and lots of water. And tell us like a million tips. So that's really hard for me. No, that was good. No, that that was three. I'm (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to look at what I'm doing. I think I can eat some more greens because I just realized I ate dinner tonight and there weren't any greens in it. So I need to So let me give you a quick example. So most people they'll eat more fruit and it's not that fruit is bad. It has micronutrients and fiber, but it is sugar. And when you're trying to lose weight, you want to have five servings of veggies to two servings of fruit. So keep that in mind. Not that you're trying to lose weight, but I don't oh, no, I am. I'm down eight pounds this month. I'm excited about it. Oh, okay. Time to build some muscle. Yes. Yes. I, ne- I needed to, I, I needed to walk it off first. That's what I've been running back to running. <laughs> there you go. I but now we need to lift some, running, lift some weight. To, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Cause perfect. the gym's closed. So. Yes. And uh, okay. And how people could, well, you can do strength training without the gym people don't let you, you don't need to No, I'm saying I need to do something because the gym's closed. Yeah, you need, yeah, to do yeah, something. need to do something. Um, what were you saying now? Oh, I was saying something funny growing up that has stuck with me forever was that my dad would say, and he was the one who would teach me how to save. So, you know, God bless him for teaching me how to take money from my little, you know, little paychecks when I first have them, put them into a little bank account. But 
he would say, Jill, money doesn't grow on trees. So you just got to do what makes you money. And I was like, oh, God. All right, fine. So I went when I went to college, I went to be a, a speech therapist, speech pathologist, because that's what he said was going to make me money. And it was e like easy way to make good money. And it was the most boring courses of life. So yes, you should do something that makes you good money, but you should also follow your passion. So actually on their, on my website, there's an article that I wrote about following my passion, you know, and turning it into a career. Um, so you can do both. Just thought people should know that. Like you can have a passion and then you could also make money. So you don't just need to like do what just makes you money. So yeah, that always stuck with me. And now I kind of laugh about it. And I'm like, oh, look, I'm doing what I love, helping people, changing people's lives and making good money. Making real so. good money. Hey, cheers to both of us on that. Because I've also found a way to follow my, I enjoy math numbers, all that stuff. And I enjoy people. I was like, Oh wait, I can right. put these together and make yeah. money, really good money yeah, and help people make Parents, an impact. I love it. You can help people make really good money. Parents yes. don't always know what they're talking about. No, that, that is, that is very true. That's very true. Okay. So how you can find me Angelica Ventrice on Facebook or Instagram and underscore V fit for life. Wonderful. Well, again, we appreciate you spending some time with us. You enjoy sunny Hawaii. It's like, 10 o'clock at night here and your day is really just getting started. 5 p.m. It's time for me to uh, have a little pre-dinner snack because I'm hungry. So <laughs> There you go. We'll get those nutrients in. Hopefully there's some veggies on that plate. And of we'll course. talk again soon. All right. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let your dad know, by the way, that you met a farmer in Hawaii and his money does grow on trees. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, subscribe, follow, and give us five stars. Continue to send your financial questions on Twitter or Instagram at The Money Script. Go to moneyscriptwealth.com and schedule your complimentary consultation to discuss your specific goals and concerns. Financial advisory and investment management services are offered by Money Script Wealth Management PLLC, a registered investment advisory firm registered in the state of Texas and California and other states where exempt. The Money Script LLC and the Money Script Wealth Management PLLC and guests of the episode may have interest in the investments mentioned today. The opinions and views are expressed here or for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation for any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a significant loss of principal. The MoneyScript nor MoneyScript Wealth Management offer tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney for specific advice about your situation. Until next time.